Do you really know what you believe? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Beckett Cook, who was on our previous show, who was struggling with an internal question of not being sure what he truly believed. You know, I've heard the saying that if you don't know what you believe, then you'll believe everything. (laughs) And I know for me in my life, I Mm. did that. I kind of believed a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I had my own religion going on for some time there. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people, they follow that route because they don't really know what's true. Mm -hmm. How do you know what's really true anyway? Mm. How do you know, you know, up is up and down is down? Right. You know, there's so many questions in this life to really find it. Well, the Bible says in John 17, 17, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. What's amazing about this is that when Jesus came, he came and he spoke words that people knew were true. Mm -hmm. And he did things that people knew were true. They had an encounter that an experiencing with him. Today, people all over this world are having encounters and experiences with Jesus Mm -hmm. and are realizing wow, I know this is true. You can try to convince me that this isn't true, but I know that I know that this is true. And that's what happened in my life. When I sought the truth, I found it. And that's what the Bible says, seek and you will find. So if you're looking for the truth, you will find it. And what I found is Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And so he has helped me to clarify things. And when I read the Bible, the truth brings freedom to my life. Let's hear from Beckett Cook right here after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Beckett Cook, and he's been sharing with us about his life as a young boy and how he grew up with same-sex attraction and ended up in a homosexual life. He really had a great time as far as being in Hollywood. He was a set designer. He was at the peak of his life and he had everything going for him, was with the rich and famous and had money. But one point in his life, he came to a place where he said, is that all there is in life? Is this it? And then about six months later, he was at a coffee shop and met some Christians. While he was at the coffee shop, they started to share with him about their church and they asked him to go. And he decided to go. About a week later, he went to church and found himself at church and started to hear the Bible. Beckett, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I understand when you walked in the church, it wasn't the typical church you were used to with the stained glass windows. It was just very much different than when you were a young boy. And you heard this music, and at first you were like getting cringy, but you actually ended up opening up and liking the music. Tell me about your experience and what started to happen as you started to hear the pastor preach. So yeah, as he was preaching on Romans 7, just everything he was saying, every word he was saying and every sentence he was saying was resonating as truth to me in my mind, in my heart. And I didn't know why. 
I was literally on the edge of my seat and his sermon was an hour long, but I didn't want it to end. I just wanted him to keep talking because I knew whatever he was saying was true. And I just didn't know why. Wow. So here you were listening and on the edge of your seat, hearing this truth and what started to happen in your heart as the word started to go into you, Romans 7, and after the service was over? Well, after the sermon was over, the pastor invites people to go to the side of the church if you want prayer for anything. So I had this moment of, do I go over to the side and ask for prayer? If I do, it could be humiliating. People are probably watching me, the people who invited me here. You know, should I stay or should I go? And finally, I was just like, I'm just going to go over there. I'm here. So I walked over to the side of the church. Meanwhile, the worship music is going now for another 30 minutes. So the church is kind of dim and the worship band is playing. So I walk up to this guy on the prayer team and I say, hey, I don't know what I believe, but I'm here. And he says, "Okay, let me pray for you. And he prayed for me and his prayer seemed really powerful and very intense. And I remember thinking, how does this random straight guy love me so much? Because his prayer was so full of love and Mm. really impacted me. And then after he prayed for me, I went back to my seat. I thanked him and I went back to my seat. And now at this point, there was 25 more minutes of worship music playing. So I'm sitting in my seat. Everyone else is standing and worshiping and singing. I'm sitting down because I'm just like kind of freaked out and overwhelmed by the whole thing. And I'm processing the prayer. I'm processing the sermon. I'm processing the music. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just floods me. And he reveals God to me. Uh This was all kind of internal, but God was like, I'm God. Jesus is my son. Heaven's real. Hell is real. The Bible is true. I'm pulling you out of darkness and into light. And now you're adopted into my kingdom. And I was like, whoa. I just started bawling. I was crying harder than I ever cried in my life. And I was crying over two things. One, I had just met the king of the universe, Jesus, and I just saw God's holiness. And I was so joyful over meeting Jesus, but I was also sorrowful over my sins. It was this mix of joy and sorrow. So I was just crying and crying and crying for the next 25 minutes. I was crying so hard that people around me were actually getting concerned Mm. and thought they needed to call someone. (laughs) 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 But I just knew and that I was just like the most incredible moment in my life, really. I mean, it was like that instantaneous and that dramatic. It was so intense. After the service was over, I gathered myself together And I don't even know how I made it home. I just got in my car, came back to my apartment, and it happened again. I was in my bed. I was going to take a nap because I was so just overwhelmed by everything. And God was like, let me show you a little more of my glory. And it was like, and I was like, whoa, like God. And I just started bawling again. And I jumped up out of my bed in the middle of my room. And I said, God, you have my whole life. I'm done. This is it. It's all yours. Wow. And that was it. I knew that was my life now. Wow. (laughs) Wow, How powerful that you had two real, very tangible encounters with the living God, with Jesus, letting you know he is the way, the truth, and the life, that there is a heaven, there is a hell, and now you're his son. You're adopted into his kingdom. What did that do to your life and how have things changed since then? Well, I mean, that's the other thing is that day when all this happened, I immediately knew 
that homosexuality or being gay was no longer who I was. I knew that it was not an option for me anymore that I was going to be, you know, single and celibate. Mm -hmm. The thing is, I didn't care. I was so euphoric and I was so happy to know. Finally, I was like the meaning of life. I know it. Mm. And to Uh know Jesus is so amazing that I just was like, I don't care. Like I will give up everything to follow Jesus. I don't care if I have to like live under a bridge or whatever. I don't (laughs) care what it means. Like I will follow him. And so I knew that day, I knew instantly that homosexuality was a sin and I knew it was no longer a part of my life. Wow. That is so powerful. There are so many people who struggle with it. And nowadays with TV and influences, I mean, some people just have it like naturally where they're young and they're curious and they have it. But with the influences, there are a lot of young people who struggle. What would you say to someone right now who doesn't know God, who maybe thinks that, well, God's just a judgmental God and he created me this way, so he should just deal with it. Or maybe they're thinking he'll never accept them. What would you tell someone who maybe was in your shoes years ago before this encounter? I would say that meeting Jesus and having this relationship with him for the past 10 years has been the most incredible experience of my life. And it's made every other relationship I had, including boyfriends, anyone, pale in comparison. And by the way, Jesus is always faithful. He never cheats on me like all my boyfriends did. He'll never leave or forsake me. And so I would just urge people who are kind of wondering and curious to just seek after God, to say, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this isn't who I am. And just say, God, I want to know you. And, you know, I don't know if any of this is true, but I'm willing to give up anything. I just want to know you. And I would just encourage people to keep seeking after him and begging him to just reveal himself to them or just go to his word, go to the Bible and just start reading and, you know, see what God does. Mm, That is so good. I like that. I'm willing to give up anything to know you. And that is the key to life. Really, like you said, finding Jesus and being fulfilled because he gives you so much peace. And we're just proud of what you're doing. And the influence you have now in reaching people is very wonderful. We're going to pray for those who are listening now. They need to know that Jesus is real so they can have the meaning of life. Beckett, thank you so much for being open and sharing your life with us and what God has done in your life. Thank you, Kathleen. You know what I love about this story is how Beckett is sharing how he did not think that Jesus Christ was going to be that incredible of an experience. Mm -hmm. And how many of us are out there going through life and we look at Christians and they look kind of peculiar. Like, why are they raising their hands doing those kind of things? Why do they talk the way they do? They seem so fulfilled, but is it fake? Is it true? Is it real? But when you encounter Jesus Christ, you will understand that this is something where it's worth to give up everything for this relationship with Jesus Christ. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that's hidden in a field. And when someone found that treasure, they sold everything they had and they bought the field. And I sense that there's someone out there saying right now, I want to know what Beckett is experienced. I want to mm-hmm. know that for myself. Yeah. So I'm believing that someone has already thought that, like, God, if you're real, Reveal yourself to me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have that opportunity to experience that right now. I believe God is going to reveal himself right now, right where you're at. Yep. In Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Father God, I just pray 
that you begin to reveal and manifest the presence of your Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Someone who's listening is saying, I'm not sure if this God is real. Yeah. Would you reveal yourself, Lord, to that person right now? Mm-hmm. Right now, in the car, Lord God, in the house, wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. Reveal your spirit, Lord, yep. through Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. And my friend, maybe if you're not feeling anything yet, just say, Jesus, I receive you. I believe in you. I want this. Mm-hmm. I want to know you. Yes. I want to know you to know that you are God. Mm-hmm. Reveal that to me. Yes. Through your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.